Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. All right, Sandy Max is here. So is Greg Matzik, who's still confused about when Easter is. Yeah. Debbie's here. So is Adam. We've been trying to figure out why it's so difficult to know when Easter is. And, Greg, you look really perplexed. It's confusing. I mean, the nuggets coming in on the text line don't really clarify anything for me. I think they do. Not for you, but they make sense to me. They make sense. Lunar moons, 40 days. you got to figure out this first and then that. Right. It doesn't make it easy. It explains it. But it does, I'm going to look up or know by heart when the full moon is. Well, thanks to all the fans who have participated so far on the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Deb was on to something, as much as I teased her about moon phases, that it, it has something to do with the vernal equinox. Do you know when that is? No. no. See, I do. Why, why no, was that? It's March 21st. Why it's how do the you first know day of spring. Oh, okay. It's like I, I, knowing I, I the first day of summer. Why can't you just call it's it June that? June 21st. But that's meteorological first day of spring. No, meteorological first day of spring, I think, is the first day of March. I thought it was when pitchers and catchers reported. <laughs> See, we don't even know when the first day of spring is. So you go with the first day of spring, okay. and then, according to several people on the talking tax line, it's the first full moon after the spring equinox. How the hell do you know when that is? Well, then you got to get into your astronomical phases. This exactly. is the problem. I know. What? So, yeah. And then, so then it's what? the first Sunday after that. What? Well, the equinox, isn't that like the start of like spring? Yes. <laughs> so the first day of spring is March 21st. March 21st. But the moon thing, then. I'm supposed to memorize the when the moon is full? Well, you can always look up. Well, I can always just Google also first day of Easter. <laughs> yeah, right. that's not... <laughs> so again, simply, thanks to 262, it is the first Sunday after the first full moon, <sighs> after the first day of spring. Well, thank, thank you. Goodness. Thank you, scientists. <laughs> Uh, here's my bigger question. You could ask your pastor. What does any I'm of sure. this have to do with the day that Jesus was nailed to the cross? It, well, was it has he to do with Passover. The first full moon after the equinox it, solstice. It has to do with when Passover is, though, because that's Wait. when he went into Jerusalem. Was but we celebrate Passover. Easter. Easter is the celebration of him rising right, from yeah. the dead. But he he was crucified in, uh, during Passover. So they have the Jewish calendar has been around for longer. So they have when the Passover was, was basically when Jesus came into Jerusalem and did the whole thing with the passion and all that stuff. And then, you know, Easter was the but, three days after. But actual Easter is the day he rose from the dead, isn't right. it? Right. Three days after. So after he, he rose crucified. three days after the full moon on the summer solstice? Whenever Passover was. Is there any other holiday that could appear in two months? In two separate months, possibly any Hanukkah, other holiday. If yeah, we're talking about can, the Jewish friends. Yeah, yeah. who? Because hmm. that's that eight in, days, and okay. I do believe that I believe that Hanukkah has been on Thanksgiving weekend before. Really? We have so the that other could high be holidays. In, mm-hmm. Yeah, Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah. Those can. Yeah, but all what float about too. holidays that aren't just Jewish? Are there any other Christian holidays that yes, can good be point. this? Oh, in general, Memorial this Day, mess. right? Well, any day. I'm gonna, at the risk of getting John mad at me, Pentecost, because that's 50 days after. That's Never true. mind. <laughs> These are like periods of time, Debbie, right? Yes. No, no, no. Day. It's, it's so complex. Let's start a movement to, to reestablish when Easter is. Let's just pick, can we go, what, the first Sunday in April? But it doesn't inconvenience you. It does, because I don't know when it is. I told I scheduled a dinner accidentally for the day before Easter because I didn't know what day Easter was. It was and neither did your brothers. No math. And neither did right. your brothers or sisters. 
Right. Well, my wife did because when I told her I'd scheduled the dinner, she's like, "What's the matter with you? That's yeah, the day before Easter." Right. So my brother's birthday is uh, is April 11th, and we're going to go down and go to a show, 50th birthday, going to be a great time on Saturday. That might be Easter. And then Emily and I were like, "Well, wait a minute. When when's Easter?" We looked. It's like, "Oh my gosh, it's the day after." Right. And Emily's right. like, well, "I guess we're not going back home." That's <laughs> like, exactly. Well, just come what back to Milwaukee to area. I said I thought Easter was usually in March. Michelle's like, "No, it can be in April." <laughs> Okay. I guess another thing, like it was always sort of in my calendar, especially going to Marquette. That's how you back timed your spring break. Yeah, that is a lot Easter. of spring breaks, but yeah. up against that. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm so glad that well, we glad tried to help up. you. Thanks to everyone who texted in, because there are a lot of you who do know yes. that it's the first Sunday after the first full moon after the spring. That's a remarkable <laughs> grasp of the calendar and astronomy, and I appreciate I that. I feel like there should be one of those, you know how you count your knuckles to know which months yes. have the even days yeah. and the yeah. odd days? I feel like or every good boy does well, fine like a saying, you're you know, music. 30 days, half yeah, September, yeah, something, yeah. June, something rains November. on the monkey or whatever it is. <laughs> I, don't even know what. I need a drink. Okay. one-year anniversary today of the beginning of the war in the Ukraine. WTMJ's Wyatt Barmore-Pooley spoke with Ukrainian Milwaukee's Valentin Potapenko. Potapenko says no one understood the timetable on the war at the beginning. It's unfortunate that it's been going on for a whole year now. You know, when it all started, I don't think any of us knew uh, how long it was going to last. Potapenko explains how Ukrainian Milwaukee is helping refugees in need. Since the beginning of the war, we've raised about $540,000 with Wisconsin Ukrainians. Also volunteering with another organization that Umana, Illinois, Wisconsin chapter. We've, I think we've sent over 12 tons of medical supplies from the warehouse in Germantown. The organization here that was created by Helen on Facebook, we locally try to assist all the incoming uh, refugees that are coming to the state, you know, particularly with uh, getting them acquainted with the environment, helping them with finding rent, jobs, trying to get them furniture and needed supplies for their new apartments and, you know, just day-to-day things that are needed for their families, such as clothes and anything that might be needed for the apartment. That is Ukrainian Milwaukee's Valentin Potapenko talking about the anniversary of the war. And just how much upheaval in regular lives it's we see all the devastation and we understand the real political ramifications of the scariness of Russia and mm-hmm. the domination of Ukraine. But this really changed people's lives when you have to just pay. I mean, our lives had the upheaval of the pandemic and the shutdown. It was like, wait, this hasn't happened before. Now imagine it's like, no, you have to leave your home and you have to leave your home now. Yeah, go now with, and, with just what you can carry. And if you know somebody in Canada or Mexico, get to their home, get to their house. And we don't know when you're coming back, if you're coming back. I can't imagine that. And then watching this on TV going, oh, that's yep. the neighborhood I lived in. And Brutal. the men in your life going, hey, I'm just going to suit up and fight for my country. I mean, wow. just, I mean, just the, on a moment's notice. Yeah. So it's been very profound. So it's wonderful that people, people's hearts open up and they do connect. And, and I think it brings out a lot of the giving nature in us. And I know there have been a lot of organizations. We just heard from two, uh, a lot of churches. And a friend of a friend is a, a parishioner at the Ridge Community Church in Greenfield. And they regularly do donations mm-hmm. to help out refugees. Uh, but Kelly Egger is the compassion director there. Gal from Delavan went to UW Oshkosh. And uh, she's been there about three years. And she went to Ukraine because as part of her job, she was doing these big collections 
And she just felt disconnected hearing the need there mm-hmm. of just kind of loading up a truck and sending items there. And I uh, got in touch with her. She's uh, on, on a volunteer mission right now uh, with some middle schoolers. Uh, but she sent a, a really interesting email with some of her experiences and just some of the highlights of why she felt compelled to go was she had a f- conversation with a friend who grew up in Odessa. And wow. that friend said, you know, you are the director of compassion. Can you do more? And she connected with a pastor named Oleg in Moldova. Mm-hmm. And it was one of her first conversations with him that she just heard the desperation, the the importance of this time. And she found out they need those tangible items that you were just hearing about, whether it's hygiene, whether it's new clothes, whether it's furniture, if you have to move to a different yeah, space. Basic things. Yeah, all the things that you left behind. And as they were securing funds for 48 pallets of items wow. to send, it started, she said, weighing heavy on my heart to be part of just handing the items that we were packing up in Greenfield, Wisconsin, to go to Ukraine. And most of her interactions were at refugee camps in Moldova. That's a border country to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Kelly wrote, I've been to slums and ghettos, but this was very different. On the other side of a table was a woman my age with her nails done, hair extensions, an amazing black leather jacket. She was desperate. She was fighting for a bottle of travel size shampoo. She had left her nice condo in her nice car to find safety. And Kelly wrote, the scarcity mindset was baffling to me. What was more heartbreaking was the idea of sex trafficking on vulnerable women and children. I was humbled to be part of a group that was discussing ways to keep them safe. As they go from Ukraine, walking over to Moldova, I walked that strip. There was a feeling of desperation and sadness, both leaving Ukraine and entering back in. Why would these families want to get back to Ukraine? They needed more supplies, number one. Number two, possibly to embrace a husband or a father. And number three, is my home still standing? None of those things have ever crossed my mind. It still wrecks my heart to think about it. I continue to chat with Pastor Oleg in Moldova. His team is still fighting the good fight. He sends me pictures and messages of him and his team going into Ukraine with supplies. It's gut-wrenching to know cities are demolished, but there are still people staying back. That is a perspective Mm. from Kelly Egger, Director of Compassion at the Ridge Community Church in Greenfield, and she is considering returning in the fall. Wow. Good for her. What a good woman. Some perspective to that. That is so powerful. That's real. More than 8 million Ukrainians have fled their country and become refugees across Europe. 8 million people have left the country. That's like the population of New York City mm. saying we're out of here. The largest group, to your point, mm-hmm. women between the ages of 18 and 59, leaving behind husbands, brothers, fathers. That's the largest group of refugees, followed by children, usually with those women, between the ages of 5 and 17. Children 17 and older especially men, are staying, and they're fighting. And mm-hmm. if they're girls 17 and older, uh, they're oftentimes staying also and fighting yeah. or helping. It's amazingly powerful and amazingly sad. Yes, and, and powerful to see people coming together yeah. because they believe so much and they care. And a year later now, there are fears that Russia is gearing up for a big, big assault in the spring, bigger than we've seen yet in the war when the weather breaks, that they're going to try to break Ukraine. It's unbelievable. And those people, like Kelly, who may put themselves once again in harm's way, trying to make a difference. And it is powerful also to realize that, you know, I think a lot of things like this get overwhelming or feel alien because they're just news headlines and then we go and do our normal day. But to know that one person can make a difference, whether it is donating money or whether it is 
going to Moldova to actually be a part of the tangible positivity yeah. and help. Yeah, you're right. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. All right, let's check that weather. We can all exhale a little bit today. Meteorologist Kristen Kershade is with us. Hi, Kristen. I'm dancing, you guys. I love this song. (laughs) Isn't that a fun song? (laughs) That's good Friday music. And you've been working all week. You deserve to kick up your heels. (laughs) This has been a winter week. It, it's been a busy couple weeks, actually. We've had some pretty interesting weather moving through here and some pretty hard forecasts. This last one worked out pretty well. Not that the forecast was nice, but uh, the forecast itself worked out You nailed well. it, and, and that seemed really complicated. It was so complicated, yeah, but it feels good. It feels good when you, when you get it right, so we're proud of that. So we all hear <laughs> but, from people here when we don't get things exactly right, and we never hear from sure. them when we nail it. Did you hear from people who said, <laughs> you nailed that? Um, <laughs> not so much. Yeah. I don't know. I think people, you know, it was you did just, though. You guys really nailed it. It was pretty bad. I felt I, I, I was so concerned that I was going to lose power. I was like mm-hmm. really ready. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get ice and I'm going to charge uh-huh. all of my portable chargers. And I was just, <laughs> I was really over prepared and thankfully we didn't lose power but i know a lot of people did and sounds like most people have it back um Mm -hmm. as of today so that's good news because it's chilly out there what about this weekend is it going to be a little bit warmer it will be a little warmer Good. this weekend. So the weekend actually looks really nice, you guys. But tonight, there's going to be some light snow that moves through here. So if you have some Friday night plans, you're headed out, you've got some dinner plans, you may see some light snow showers. It's not going to be a lot of snow, but there will be some snow that moves through here. I would say after 7, 8 p.m., when we'll look for a few of those snow showers continuing through about 3 o'clock in the morning, it will, it will be an inch or less of light and fluffy snow. But don't be surprised when you're out tonight if you see some snow. Um, but then the weekend, lots of sunshine, high temperatures in the 30s. Away from the lake on Sunday, we may see some 40s. So uh, overall, the weekend looking good, certainly for anybody who needs to do any cleanup or anything after this last uh, storm, if you've got branches down or anything like that, or you just want to enjoy the weather. This weekend will be a good time to do it. Yeah, you know, I'm glad it's going to get warm. This morning, backing out of my driveway, I cleared the driveway, but there were a couple chunks of snow, and they were like Mm. boulders sitting there. It was like big (laughs) stones. Yeah, it's really loud when you drive over. Yeah. Yes, I know. my driveway was the same way, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we'll see some melting. I was actually, you know, I was talking about that with my husband this morning because I talk about the weather constantly. <laughs> uh, I was like, you know, with the sleet, I think it might take a little longer to melt because, you know, it's ice as opposed to snow. And so it's already more compact than when we have snow because then you have that airspace in between all the snowflakes and so it compacts a lot more easily so i was just thinking i wonder if the sleet is going to end up lingering a little bit longer i am just chuckling because i'm thinking about how most people talk about the weather as small talk talk, and you're like no No. this is the real talk (laughs) no this is what i talk about and my husband is also he is a scientist as well and so a lot of our conversations gravitate towards towards science and real nerdy stuff you guys smart kids headed your direction that sounds really stimulating and fun yeah exactly it is it is it is we like it hey so give us a peek after uh, after sunday is it going to stay warm are we getting more rain what does early next week look like yeah, 
so Monday actually looks very interesting. Another weather system to talk about. Monday may bring some pretty heavy rainfall. Um, models suggesting we may end up with over an inch of liquid. And that's a pretty significant rain for the winter. Plus, a lot of us have snow on the ground right now. And so we're going to have to watch that. Um, National Weather Service today, a little discussion there about maybe some rivers starting to come oh. up a little bit if we get a significant rain here on Monday. Uh, so that's part of what to watch, but also that there may be enough cool air that mixes in with that on Monday that at least our northern counties as of right now may end up with another messy mix situation. So that's what we're watching for Monday. Rain, maybe a mix, some Pretty decent wind comes with that mm. as well. So Monday, uh, we're going to be watching that closely over the weekend. We get a break on Tuesday. Another chance for a mix comes through late Tuesday night into Wednesday, and then maybe some flurries on Thursday. Meteorologist so Kristen Kershaw. Hey, yeah. have a good weekend. Thank you. Hey, thank you. You too. All right, we're awfully excited around here because spring training, spring training. The games start tomorrow here on WTMJ. Greg's going to be there all next week. Greg, it seems like we just started talking about pitchers and catchers report. The full team got there, and now they're going to be playing ball. Yeah, for sure. It's always a great sign that warmer days are ahead, beyond yeah. anything. But I, it, just the first time Bob Uecker cracks the mic, I, I think sometimes you never really know what to expect out of his mouth because he's just so darn funny. <laughs> and even if you've heard the story before, you're right. okay with it. At the end of two complete, it is Milwaukee nothing, California nothing. And now the funniest joke I ever heard. These two ball players went duck hunting. They were out in the marshes for over an hour. They didn't get anything, didn't shoot anything. Finally, one says to the other, I wonder why we haven't got any ducks. The other one says, Maybe we're not throwing the dog up high enough. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get out of Bob's <laughs> mouth. But uh, he will be on the broadcast tomorrow. Sunday's game is on ESPN Radio 94.5. Uh, but just the idea of baseball back on your weekends. It starts tomorrow, yeah. and it'll be that way for several months. That's a good thing. And just the sounds, the crack of the bat, oh, hearing people in the background, just that ambient sound in the midst of yes. Bob's stories. And, and what's he been doing in the off season? He will... Give us updates and silly things that uh, he has observed and, and, and the history of him going back to Arizona all this time. Just his depth of experience and the way he shares it is just classic. I just like the stories, and I think you nailed it. <laughs> Even if you heard the anecdotes before, it still makes you smile. It still makes you laugh. And I love when you can hear Levering and, and Grindle just really laugh along. Like they, It's like sitting in on a private conversation. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I think spring training, too, is it's one of those times where you look down at the roster sheet and then you look at who's in the batter's box and you don't see the name or number on the roster sheet. So you just kind of have to go along with stories and your gut instinct and just have some fun in the broadcast booth. That's part of the beauty of spring training. You're not exactly sure who's going to be on the field at any given moment. So you leave this weekend, and you will be out there all week, right? Yes, first report will be on Monday morning on Wisconsin's Afternoon News, and uh, we'll have a game Monday afternoon here on the station. And then throughout the week, I'll be trying to bring our fans to Arizona with me as best I can and hopefully talking to some Brewers fans and some players, some great stories. I do have about a half-hour sit-down with GM Matt Arnold on the schedule. 
and uh, we'll pr- try and bring some of the, the sights and sounds of spring training to our audience. Will you go to your favorite burrito place on a scooter? Uh, so there is the, the Sonoran Taco Shack, yeah. which it doesn't look like anything that you'd want to go to, and that's why it's so darn good. <laughs> uh, it is among my favorite places, but I, I do know the geofencing area of the Lime Scooters. And I'm not pushing a scooter again like I did last that's time. That's not going to happen again. Oh. Yeah, I got in a hundred degree heat. That was that's why Gold Bond was invented. Yeah, for me, absolutely. All right, Greg from Spring Training. All week next week, you'll hear it in the morning. You'll hear it in the afternoon. You'll of course hear it. He'll join us on our show every afternoon here on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. All right, it is Friday. It's time for our favorite thing of the week. I'll go first. I love this. Getting a sneak peek at the new Barrel Yard restaurant at American Family Field. There are pictures out there now. It's pretty much done inside. Lineys and Brewers teaming up. Going to be sweet. Going to be fun. Going to be baseball and brews. And it's another reminder that spring will get here before we know it, and baseball will be back. That's my favorite thing of the week. A first look at the new Barrel Yard restaurant at American Family Field. I like the way you think. For me, who knew watching terrible movies together could be great for your relationship? (laughs) Last night, my boyfriend and I spent three hours and nine minutes watching one of the worst oh. movies we've ever seen, and all we did was laugh about it so hard that our ribs hurt. So oh, that's fun. We made the most of just not feeling like we wasted three hours of our lives. We just, now we have tons of inside jokes. So lean into a horrible movie if you watch one. What's your favorite thing of the week, I'm right? hopping on the baseball train. Just the, the return of spring training baseball. It is fun. If anybody has issues with the schedule of spring training, you can, you can blame me because I help create it. Uh, but to get Bob Euchre back on the radio on a, a chilly Sunday or Saturday in February, I'm yeah. loving that. Yeah. I love it, too. All right, Adam, what's your favorite thing of the week? Greg Pancake Hill announcing this morning that there's a new little pancake on the way in September. Congratulations, Greg. That is a good one. Good catch. All right, as Greg said, Spring training baseball tomorrow, 210 here on WTMJ. Uke is on the mic. Spring training is back. Baseball's back. The home of the Brewers is WTMJ.